You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. All right, we're rolling to hour number three. Barton Han, Alan Han, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. Week 15 of the NFL begins tonight. Yes, Thursday night football. Amazon, are you watching? Chargers, <laughs> no, no Justin Herbert. Raiders, they couldn't score last week. <laughs> and they have Aiden O'Connell. But that's where you're at, and you're locked in. So are you watching that? But there's certainly a lot of other news going on in the world of sports, a lot of things happening, of course, in the NFL, and some really big games this weekend as well. So we got Rex Ryan on deck, ready to go. But, of course, Bart, at first, it is our number three. It is Bart and We got Rex Ryan on deck. What's that all mean? It's the power. Ow, 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 Actually, I like that at the end. Yes, it is time for the Power Hour. Served up by Grand Marnier, made for those who live to step outside the box, who like to put a twist on the traditional and believe in a world that's not just good, but grand. Some news in the NFL, Bart. Remember Joe Flacco was um, put on the practice squad after having a great game last week? Or he got claimed by a team. No, he didn't. Well, he did, technically. But, yes, remember, they said he was going to be their starter for the rest of the season and then suddenly put him on the practice squad. We're all wondering, why would they do that? Hmm. Little Brian Windhorst, why would they do that? (laughs) Well, the Browns just announced that they have signed Joe Flacco back to the 53-man roster. Wow, he threw for 300 and he made the the roster, the game day roster. What a surprise. So is this some circumventing or what? what, I would have to ask Rex because I'm sure he's he's been part of these plots and and plans before where you're putting guys on a practice squad to protect other guys from the practice squad to have depth so nobody can steal that guy because they know ain't nobody going to steal that guy because they know Flacco ain't going to go somewhere else because he wants to win. Rex, I don't know if you got all that, but uh, how about I just ask you straight up what, what, what the Browns did here with Joe Flacco, is that just clearly some cap thing that they had to do? Yeah, I mean, uh, interesting. <laughs> I, I guess, you know. Uh, but, I mean, Joe Flacco played good for him. I, yeah. I don't understand, you know. But we'll see what happens. Um, but, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I guess here, because quite honestly, I'm sitting here in Cancun uh, on a beach. Nice. Uh, oh, my God. Teresa, and I'm not as up to – <laughs> the current events over there with Joe Flacco, as you guys are, so I'm just hearing it now for the first time. So, All right. you know, well, I'm, first, not, well, I'm not sure what the deal is. There. You are in a better place well, yeah. than we are. Well, well, yeah. I'm jealous. Yeah. I, I hope you. I hope you get sunburned because I'm jealous because you didn't invite me to go too. I could have did this show from remote, just like you were there. I could have been next to you. I could have been helping you cut the limes up for your for your um, for your drink, man. Well, you know, Bart, if if I would have known that, you know darn well you'd be sitting right next to me, my friend. But uh, no, it's funny. So, you know, I I went down here and man, this is this is the you know, it's not terrible. <laughs> it's a, about eighty degrees. It's not terrible. <laughs> so. You just the, the anyway, New York audience listening right now. 
I'll tell you what, though, Rex. I sit back and shivering like damn. But you know what? I I will say that I do appreciate the fact that you easily could have blown off today's appearance. Then you could have. I mean, I'm on vacation, man. I'm away. I'll get you guys next week. I appreciate that. And you know why I don't do it? It's the power hour hour. (laughs) That's why I don't blow this thing off. Yes. Well, I also think you gives you an opportunity to also give us a little. I told you so when it comes to your faith in Zach Wilson, and he becomes the offensive player of the week in the AFC after his third career 300 <laughs> passing game. So go ahead and let yeah. everybody in New York know, I told you so. Well, everybody knows. I, I stand by everything I've ever said, and only about 99% of the time am I right. So that 1% <laughs> I'm wrong, I don't know. That, that, then we call a meet to it, because then it'll be a national story when I'm wrong. <laughs> but very rarely that happens. Um, I will say this, but and it's what I've been saying. The kid has that NFL talent and that skill set, and that's why I was shocked when we benched for two weeks, which I thought was a, 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 a horrible move. Um, and let's hope it doesn't cost us at the end of the year that all of a sudden we could have made the playoffs because I just I, I never understood that one. I really like Robert, but I thought that was a mistake. Now, with that all being said, you know, I heard Orlowski talking about evaluating him and how he can't see the field and all that. Well, yeah, and I've said that from jump. But that's why, as a coordinator, you've got to set up things, half-field reads, and then on the backside it's got to be determined. Is it a thing eight? Is it a, is it a – a, a dig on the backside is it a comeback those are things that um, have been around this game for years and then how do you change it up isn't the corner going to sit on that 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 out and yeah it is and that's why you're going out and up and you throw it for a touchdown so there, there's ways of handling guys that are slow to process a field there's a lot of quarterbacks in the league that can't process an entire field and people would like you to think they're Oh, no, everybody can. That's not true. That is absolutely 100% not true. So that's what your job is as a coach, kind of set those things in motion. But the kid, they, they can't deny the fact. I mean, he, he played a hell of a game last week. Ben, ben Roethlisberger, um, early in his career, couldn't process the field. I don't know if he ever did. Um, and you, you heard Patrick Mahomes just th- two, two or three years ago saying that he didn't know how to read defenses, and now he does. So – you know, I just don't know if he'll get the patience that he needs. But I also feel like the NFL is punking us a little bit. Ashton Kutcher's going to pop out because both New York quarterbacks wins AFC and NFC Player of the Week. Oh, by the way, Brock Purdy threw for damn near 400 yards. Joe Flacco wins <laughs> against a great opponent, throws for 300. He was he was eating pizza and ho-hos and bomb-bombs three weeks ago, and they gave it to us. So I feel like they punking us just because they want to make it spicy for us around here. But I want to talk about tonight's game, actually, because I, I think um, you say you like 80 degrees, 80-ish. Well, it's always 80-ish in L.A. And um, right now, I don't right. know how Brandon Staley keeps his job. Um, are you out there also polishing up your re- resume, big fella? No, I don't need to. Uh, I, I think my, my background speaks for itself. But here's the deal. Uh, Brandon Staley's not long for this. Uh, at the end of the year, you know, it's – I mean, there's no way he's going to survive this one, and um, and I mean, absolutely no way. Uh, but now he doesn't have a Hall of Fame quarterback, so he he, he very, I mean, inconsistent whether he lose to a Hall of Fame quarterback. Now you don't have him. Let's you tell me what's going to happen to him, you know. And here, the funny thing is, it's like the Raiders. If the Raiders would actually play Jimmy Garoppolo, they probably win. 
You know, the fact they're playing this kid from my high school, um, <laughs> you know, gives the Chargers a chance, and he legitimately is. They've never been a good player out of my high school, including myself. So it's uh, – I'm, I'm a little surprised, uh, you know, but we'll, we'll see what happens. But, you know, this is the type of game when it means nothing. These are the type of games that the Chargers generally win. <laughs> so – uh, but there's no way in hell Brandon say he makes it through this year. There's no way. Rex, speaking of kid from your high school, what do you make of Tommy DeVito? What do you see in him? What can he be? How much do you believe in what he's been doing these last couple of weeks? Well, I believe in his coach. You know, I think Brian Dable is a really good football coach, and, and he's taking what he has in this kid and, and getting the most out of it. But let's, let's not get it twisted. They're winning because of the run game and create current for some defense and play. So, with all that being said, do they even bring Saquon back? Like, it's, it's an outside chance that you talk about you hope that them not playing Zach Wilson for two weeks uh, doesn't cost them. How about losing to the Jets when you didn't let the, the young kid throw being the one game that maybe cost the Giants an opportunity to go to the postseason? Yeah, but I, I think if they throw the ball against the, the uh, Jets defense, it might have been a boomerang. It might have been going the other direction. So I can see where the conservative game plan was. You know, uh, last week wasn't exactly the same kind of defense over there. So, um, you know, and, and, and that's why I think, you know, Debo's being smart. He's getting the most out of his guys. I was a little surprised he did it go back with um, uh, Tyrod Ty Taylor. I was, I was, yeah. You know, I was a little surprised by that, but. Either way, you know, he knows this kid. I think he's got some confidence in him. And, and it seems like he, he's put some energy in that building, which they really needed, I thought. Mm-hmm. And, and he's kind of, uh, he, he's kind of you, you know, put that kind of energy in that building. I was talking to a friend of mine because, you know, what you said about how it's really more Dable than it is what this kid's doing. And a friend of mine who's a diehard Giants fan, I said the same thing. I said, look, you can tell by the way a coach talks about a player when the media and Rex, you know this, you you coached in New York. Well, we'll we'll latch onto a story like this and start just. I mean, this becomes every day, and I think it's it's it was nice, and now it's starting to get annoying. Like enough with the Tommy Cutlets, enough with the the agent and all this stuff. But Brian has been very consistent in tamping it down. Every time people get excited and have these questions, he's always like, you know, like, dial it down, dial it down. He can't say publicly, look, the kid ain't that good. Let's not push him to a level that he can't get to, but we're working with it. Versus, you know, when you know you've got something special, you know, you're going to talk the player up. You're going to be excited about the player, right? So I think what he, what, what Brian's been kind of doing is almost telling us, don't get carried away but we can't help but get carried away. So you clearly are seeing it too, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm seeing it, but I'm also seeing the fact that kid has been productive. And so that's a good thing. And, and I think Brian knows that this is a rookie quarterback that he doesn't want to put undue pressure on him uh, to, you know, if, if he starts building this kid up, he's putting more pressure on him. And I think by, by playing, the, you know, taking the course that he's taken – I think he's done better. You know, like, let's face it. Remember when I gave, like, Sanchez the Sanchez? Yep. Well, that put undue pressure on him. I never should have done that. And, you know, I think it put a little too much pressure on him. And and I think you don't want to do that as a coach. You want to put pressure on yourself and not the kid. And I, I think Brian's uh, done a good job of that. 
Now, do you, you think know, that he's at least a backup? Like, at worst, he earned himself because this was an undrafted guy who was on the practice squad. Like, has he at least earned himself where the Giants want to bring him back as a backup? Yeah, I don't think that's. I, I don't. You know, I would definitely think that that's a real possibility with this kid. Um, uh, you know, certainly. And, and look, there's guys that have hung around 12, 15 years in the play. Damn, this guy can't play dead in the B Western. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yet here they are. Like that kid's on the roster still. You know what I mean? It's like wow. And so this kid, I think, got a little more than that to him. And he's a Jersey kid. Right. He, he fits the, you know, what you're looking for. And and uh, and I and like I say, I think sometimes that that's good to have in, in in your locker room. And you know, at some point, is he a two? Is he a three? I don't know, but. Right now, he's, he's your he. You know, he's getting it done as a starting quarterback, and and we'll see how long this rides. And you know, I ain't saying he's Tom Brady. He ain't even coming close to that. But Tom Brady was six round pick yeah. that got an opportunity and just kicked some. You know, like it was pretty damn obvious he was a hell of a lot better than that. And this gets better than a damn free agent. We know that. Hey, tell me this: Have you ever had to talk to a agent and say, "Man, pipe it down, bro," because his agent's talking reckless. Listen. I mean, me and Benny Anderson used to have the same agent, and he used to just scour like the – he was like – I call them bottom feeders, the catfish guys. And he's trying to – you know, he's – you haven't heard. His agent was like, yeah, you know, he's winning the locker room. I think he should be able to compete for the starting job. I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but it was something like that. Yeah. He's putting undue pressure on this kid because in this locker room, like Daniel Jones is still the starting quarterback. And I feel like – the guy is trying to pump himself up to get other eight get get other clients because Danny DeVito might be his highest profile client right now, and he's putting too much pressure on the kid. But also, he could cause some dissension in his locker room with his words and agents speaking. I never agree with agents speaking, you know, on behalf of his players and jumping in front of interviews and all that type of stuff. Because really, we is he making it about himself and not about the kid. Yeah, that's it. This is definitely all about him. He's trying to, you know, kind of be the cool guy and and getting conversations when these kids when he's had no background to do stuff. So this is his guy, his one shot. He's taking a he's taking a swing at it and and you know, it's pretty funny. I mean, look at the dude. <laughs> coming straight gangster man, I love mm-hmm. it. But at the same time, just shut the hell up, dude. Like, come <laughs> on, man. Let's see what happens. This kid keeps going. He, Here's the thing, but this guy needs to understand. All right? Understand this. The, the coach is going to play the best player he can. And so if that, if DeVito's the best player, uh, you know, at that position, over Daniel Jones, over whoever, he's going to be the starter. That This is the win business. This ain't the, uh, you know, I got to play the kid because he's a senior or, you know, his, his dad gives, you know, $1,000 to the boosters. Nobody gives a rat to the National Football League, so just be quiet, homeboy, and go get your two, one or two free agent kids and, and hope you hit again. But I will say this. Now, if that guy, you know, comes with the, the, the Philly cheesesteaks and he comes with some lasagna or something, then I might have a little more uh, a higher opinion about him. I don't know. <laughs> you might have to sit down and have a little conversation. We're talking to Rex Ryan. It's Barton Hahn, Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. Speaking of, again, quarterbacks coming out of nowhere, Brock Purdy uh, certainly is embodying that, right, and what he's doing with the Niners. And there's now this argument about you know MVP candidacy because of how good the Niners are. And I'm going to ask you that. I asked Bart this. I won't tell you what he said. I want to ask you and see what you say. 
if if an MVP is going to come from the 49ers, is it Purdy or is it Christian McCaffrey in your mind? That's a great question. Um, wow. I mean, I think it depends on how many touchdowns that Christian McCaffrey actually has. But I, I don't think you can deny uh, Brock Purdy. I don't think either one of them is going to win. I think Dak Prescott, this is his year to win the, uh, the award. Um and if his team continues to keep winning and things, I, I think this is a Doc Prescott thing. And the reason I say that is he has uh, – that team puts more on his plate than, than the, the uh, Niners put on Brock Purdy's. Brock Purdy's been amazing. I haven't told you guys – I told everybody that he reminds me of Joe Montana in, in how the mobility he has, the swag he has, the confidence he plays with, the thinking and accuracy he throws with. He's not the biggest arm guy, but – he gets it done, and here's the thing about him. Only one guy in NFL's history has thrown for over 70% completion rate and over nine, uh, averaged over nine yards per pass attempt, and that was Joe Montana. And so if hmm. this kid does that, now he has to be in the conversation. I just think, though, if, if Dallas keeps winning, I just have a feeling that, that Dak ends up getting yeah. this year. I do. Yeah. I think you're right on that. That's why. But I'll give you the numbers. So, yeah, he's at 70% yards per attempt, 9.9, which is insane. But he has 25 passing touchdowns. And McCaffrey combined rushing and passing is at 17 touchdowns. So if you you were asking that question, I answered it for you. But still, you're right about the numbers. But it's like Cam Newton saying he's basically just a game manager, though. I mean, It's the the game breakers that are doing the plays, and he's managing it. Yeah, I think it's the biggest, the, the most ridiculous comment there is because when that thing shows nine point nine pass pass attempt, uh, that that's a hell of a lot more than than pulling the old pea shooter Jones uh, check down Charlie type quarterback. <laughs> that ain't him. This is not a this is not a game manager. This well, kid is phenomenal at the position, and that's why all of his plays. Bart, when I'm watching this guy, I don't know if I've seen a guy, you know, throw as many balls. Um, over linebackers and in front of safeties in this kid. Like, it's crazy. They throw tremendous anticipation. Oh, anticipation and the accuracy that it takes and the confidence it takes is unreal because if you're short, it's picked off by a linebacker. You throw it high, it's picked off by me. This kid feeds it in there more than anybody and, and absolutely not a game manager. Like, this, this guy's one of the reasons you're winning, maybe the well, biggest reason. Well, well mm-hmm. ju- just just to defend Cam a little bit, what he was saying is that, that it's only – kind of like when you talk about it's only so many special basketball players where, like, LeBron – Steph Curry, he's he's not saying he's not saying he's not a good player. He's saying there's certain guys that's without the system. And he puts guys like Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. He even said Dak Prescott is a high end game manager. He's saying that you know uh, Patrick Mahomes. He he just put like the, the the top like five quarterbacks as like they they are the system opposed to guys that are in a great system and great personnel and all that type of stuff. But I wanted to ask you about um, – well, I, I get that. I, I, I certainly get that. And he's not the he's not the elite athlete of a Josh Allen or a Patrick Mahomes. But, I mean, and, and even Cam Newton when he played, he's not like that. But by no means is this the only damn system this kid could play in because that, 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 that's not accurate. All right. I, w- I wanted to ask you, do you think the game between the Ravens and the 49ers are a preview of a rematch of a Super Bowl that we saw uh, a while ago? Do you think this is the year? And how important 
is it who who is it more important to to win a Super Bowl if they do match up Kyle Shanahan or Lamar Jackson? Well, I think without question it's Lamar Jackson because the only thing he hadn't answered, he's got an MVP. Uh, his record in the playoffs is not great, but if Lamar wins it, nobody can take anything from him. You know, and I think that's, you know, oh, he's not, you know, it's the only pink man. He can never win the big one. Yes, he mm-hmm. could. John Elway. They said the same thing about John Elway. Well, all of a sudden, those guys end up winning him, you know, winning a couple of Super Bowls, and now nobody can have that conversation about those quarterbacks. So I think it's huge for Lamar Jackson, more so than Shanahan, who's a really uh, an outstanding coach, whether he wins the Super Bowl or not. It's really like it's it's Lamar and Dak, right? Like Dak, although Lamar has won an MVP, but Dak, it's the same thing, isn't it? It's about like winning. I mean, they they always seem to win, like right now. But when you get to January, is when Dak's going to be really judged because it's the Cowboys, so that's always heightened. But it's just become that with him, you know. And Lamar, it's the one thing he hasn't been able to accomplish is the big winning in January and and even into February. But I think it's is no, is it kind of on the same level. Uh, kind of is. The only thing is with Dak, Dak's never carried in the defense that Lamar has. Like mm-hmm. this defense, numbers-wise, like, you know, and, uh, and I'm talking about not this year, but throughout their career. You know, Dak has never had that kind of defense that, that you know, uh, that Lamar's had. And so I think, quite honestly, I think that's probably the biggest difference. And, and let's face it, guys, Lamar hasn't been healthy. Right. You know, his, his type of style of play – leads itself to getting banged up and at the end of the year sometimes he's not playing at the level he is during the year um but about you know hopefully he can stay healthy and we see the best lamar in the playoffs that we've seen in years yeah i just worry kyle shanahan is going to get the andy reed um story right when he was with philadelphia always going to the playoffs and never winning a big one especially he was the coordinator that that blew it you know when atlanta was yep. up by 28 points all he had to do was run the ball after julio caught the ball instead he tried to be a hero then the sack fumble and the greatest comeback of all times happened on his watch because he didn't make the proper calls to salt the game away so that they can win a super bowl yeah, I'm not saying he's not a guy without mistakes because he certainly is. He does have that skeleton in his closet, but I think he's done a hell of a job. And, and I think another testament to the kind of coach he is is how many guys have left his system and now become fairly successful at other yeah. uh, at other places as well. So um, I think he's an outstanding coach. He's you know his his father was a great coach, and and um, you know I I think regardless of whether you win or not, sometimes you're the circumstances you're in, and, and I, I get it. I think they're the best team in the league right now, and we expect them to win. But, um, you know, it's some some things, you know, with with that. And, and you know, you mentioned Andy Reid. It, it was years and years without winning. Now he's won two. So, uh, you know, and, and now people are putting him in that, oh, this could be the greatest coach of all time. Mm-hmm. Well, we weren't saying that just because he didn't win that Super Bowl. But, uh, you know, we'll see. I think this guy will win some Super Bowls, and, um, but whether he does or not, I, I still doesn't. I, I still don't think it takes away entirely about well, you know, that, you know that dynamic gun. He can get you there. He just can't win a big game. I, I, I think that's ridiculous because if he gets you to the Super Bowl, he's getting you to a big game. You know, and I, I think the guy's a really good coach. Well, Rex, I think the uh, there's another margarita on its way for you there in Cancun. So kick back, enjoy it. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, all the best. Oh, my pleasure, guys. 
Remember to rotate. <laughs> he didn't even wait. He just <laughs> hung up the phone and said, let me get back to this son. How about that, though? I'll give him credit, though. Easy thing for him to do would be to just say, I'm on vacation. I'll get you guys next week. Yep. But Easy gets on the phone, calls us from Cancun, gives us some time like he always does. That's why we love having him on. All right, 800 3776 We'll get back to your calls. And what we saw last night from the Knicks, not good. How big of a concern do you have for them right now? These next 10 games are going to tell us a lot. Panic button time? You tell me. Barton Hahn, 98.7 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. So Draymond Green got the uh, an indefinite suspension is what they decided to do with him. And after we talked about it yesterday and we were talking about how much he's going to be suspended and all that stuff, remember we said it, it, he he is now no longer doing things. He's not the, – the acting out that he's doing, I mean, over the top with the Rudy Gobert headlock, completely over the top. And then the flailing slap to the face of Yusef Nurkic, it just reaches a point where the NBA now has choices it can make. And it could make him the bad guy – by just constantly punishing him, or it could choose to sit down and say, you know what, this is behavior that's got to stop, and we want to get you right. And the NBA chose to go that route, to work with Draymond, rather than just banish him and continue to punish him and make him sort of like, you know, turn him into what he kind of already is turning himself into, the bad boy of the NBA. So do you do you agree with how they're handling this? Don't put a time on it because what do we do? If we said 10 games, what do we do? We debate whether it's enough or it's too much and all that stuff. But if you say indefinite and then you give the reason why because we're going to work together, get him counseling and get him right. we got to work on whatever's going on with him, but he's not right. And we want to help him. 
it sort of changes everything now with whatever the conversation is about it. So are you for this or against it? No, I'm for it. And I, I listened to um, Joe Dumars, somebody that you know that I respect. Oh, yeah. Um, speak about why they didn't put timelines and, 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 and dates on things. I think they messed up when they did that with John Morant last year. And, you know, it seemed like it didn't get to him. It, it, it's going to take as long as it takes. And I think uh, even Golden State is on board with this because now it's getting to the point where it's becoming a distraction and it's becoming a black eye for the league um, where people are talking about that more than they're talking about the actual games. Um, Draymond has to figure out how he can – and sometimes like players that already play on the edge, I don't know if something's going on in his life outside of basketball that he's bringing on to the court, but he needs to take a step back and be able to – you know, address the issues if there are any, um, both on the court and off the court. Because figure it out. Yeah, yeah, and, and that takes time sometimes. And but it also takes away the stigma of him being like the you know when you when you when you suspend somebody, they immediately become they're the villain, they're the bad guy. Like it's something wrong, something bad. They ran our test, right? Yeah, like, like this he, is more of like let's let, like this has now become a problem. The first time the headlock, you're like, all right, we got to sit you down. Like that ain't right. But then you do it again, like right away. You get into another altercation. It's impulsive, and it's he like okay. That means he has no self control. It's That's impulsive, it, right? right? Because he knows better, right? But he's like impulsive, and he forgets that you can't do things like this. You can't react like that because you mm-hmm. just got back, right? So they're already paying. I keep, you know, keep an eye on you. And the fact that he got, I think he's been has he been ejected twice since coming back from that um, it's thing. A, it's been no, it's been three times this season. Or I think I'm, I thought he, I'm saying oh, since, since? he came back. Did he no, get a technical? I, he got a technical or something, right? Yeah. So it's like, bro, you getting technicals, bro. You got to be on your best behavior. Bro. Mm-hmm. They're watching you, and you get zero percent. You get no benefit of the doubt. Yeah. All right. And, so, so, so we'll see the result of this. But for the time being, for the Warriors, you know, I mean, it's, they're mess. Clay, Clay is a Clay's shell of himself. himself. Wiggins and they, can't play. And, and Kendrick Perkins is now calling for, for. He's saying free Steph Curry, that he should leave Golden State. Because that that whole situation there is a mess, and he's still they he's too good to not be able to play for a championship. No chance. I can't see Steph Curry in another uniform. Like I just I don't want to see it. I think I think if anything, they figure out a way how to trade Clay for something and try and give these young guys an opportunity and make a big move. Do you think they're going to be a a, a a player? Do you think they're going to be a player in the um free in, in the trade deadline? I don't like, know. Because I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know because remember they're so strapped over the luxury tax. Like they, there's not a lot they can do. So I, I'm, I'm wondering what. Remember, Mike Dunleavy's now the GM though. You know, it's a whole different look over there. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But on on the other coast, well, although we're here in Phoenix, but the the Knicks have all of a sudden gone from the best defensive team in the league to Bart a team that. Forget the threes that they missed last night. That, that was a big problem. They couldn't score against the um, the zone. But defensively, they uh, have yeah, fallen off. And it's like, are they lacking an edge? Look, you miss Mitchell Robinson, it's obvious you're going to miss him. You're going to struggle on the rebounds. They got out-rebounded again last night against a good rebounding team, but still got out-rebounded. That's a major problem. And they're giving up threes again, which was an issue last year that has come back to haunt them now. They were top 10 in three-point defense not yeah. long ago. That's starting to slip away. That's they gave up 16 threes to a team that sucks at shooting threes. Yeah. It's like that's a problem. So Seventh time the Knicks so- have allowed an opponent to make 16 threes, and they've lost six of the seven. So that shows you 
That three-point defense, which was last year a major issue they had to correct, has come back to haunt them again, and now they're playing a gauntlet of a schedule against some great offensive teams. The Suns are Friday, the Clippers are Saturday, the Lakers are Monday, the Nets, who just beat the Suns, then you got the Bucks in a home home it's a it's a weird little home series. The December twenty third in the afternoon, Saturday afternoon, and then Christmas Day also at noon. The Bucks play at the Garden. I mean, you t- where are the Knicks going to be when this 10-game stretch is over? But it's a scary place right now for this team. And the crazy thing is, right now, you, you start running guys off the three-point line. You got no protection behind oh, you. Oh, yes, you're right. So now, so now it's no Middle's wide Robinson. open. So, so start, I think they're sinking their defense because they know they need rebounding. Yep. And they, know, and they know they need to make sure that they box out but also stop penetration. Because yeah, they don't have Mitchell Robinson back there anchoring their defense. So now, and they're just hoping you don't have a good three point shooting night, and that can't. It's just not going to work. Yeah. So now go go run them off the line now if you want to. You're going to open up the driving lanes. And you got nobody back there to make to, to make you right or to Major intimidate problem. anybody. So no, it's Mitchell and Robinson. Taj Gibson they brought in, who's a good depth piece. Yeah, Everybody BC. loves Taj Gibson, He's but a micro mini pimp. You still don't have a seven footer now. Like you're yes. still small. You got a lot smaller when you lost Mitchell Robinson, and that's a problem. And Look, if they start – we said this earlier in the show. Ten-game stretch, all winning teams the next ten games. The hardest part of the schedule is upon us. They are 13-10. and 10. Can they go Can they go four and six? Mm. You know, like – I mean, three Open, and seven. Trying to, trying to be home – just try and be 500 by the oh, end of this. Like, like, right. Like, you just – you're trying to just stay around 500 when this is over with because this is a tough – stretch coming up it starts tomorrow night in phoenix um but it, it, this is also now you know what comes this is the time now where i think it's in uh, i think it's tomorrow all the rosters are unlocked and every player in the league pretty much every i think there's a few that's a january date but almost every player in the league now is tradable the trade season unofficially opens tomorrow and that's you know the noise will get louder and louder about leon rose and you have to go get a star there aren't any available Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, I don't know if that's moving the needle here. I don't know if that's making the difference, but that it'll get louder and louder with this 10-game stretch if it struggles. Can the Knicks change their style of play? Can they go to a team that's going smaller and start trying to outscore you? Like maybe yeah, moving somebody it, else into a, a smaller one into the, to the starting line. Not when you have volatile shooters like R.J. Barrett, who, who Barrett, since he's been back from the migraines, is just an abomination. He can't make threes anymore. Remember, to start the season, he was on fire. He's 20 of 40 to start the season. And he had those migraines, missed a bunch of games. Now he's shooting like 25%. Last night was, was a career-worst effort. He really struggled last night. Hard to explain. But there's too many guys in his team that are like that, volatile shooters, where they can get hot one night and be ice cold the next night. Yeah. You don't have that kind of team. 800-919-3776. Tony's in Deer Park. What's up, Tony? What's up, fellas? How we doing? Good. So... So listen, I'm you know I'm worried about the Knicks, uh, especially even before Mitchell went down. I'm worried. Now I'm hearing rumblings about you know obviously Golden State. I think they're done totally. Like you said, Clay is not himself. I think no. he's washed. Yeah. And Curry, could you see? I mean, listen, I'm going to say because people are talking, maybe we could get Curry. I don't want him. He's 36. Are you crazy? What? I don't want to give Tony. A, I, Tony. I are you, Tony. Did you? What did you have? What did you have to drink during lunch, man? Are you uh, how nuts? Is how old is LeBron? Are no, you crazy? You wouldn't LeBron? want. If, would you, if, would you, if, you, no, this is such a LeBron. hypothetical. But if if Steph he's, Curry somehow became available, you're giving up your franchise up for him. All those. All Hell those yes. Hell yes. Alan, then I trust in you, man. 
I'm telling you, man. Have you watched watch Steph goal. Curry? He has not missed a him, step. Kevin him, Kevin Durant. Oh and, yeah, and LeBron James. No, you move. You move heaven and earth. If a guy like that becomes available, thirty six ain't what thirty six used to be in the NBA. And especially guys. for for a guy that's a shooter. Yeah, he's not even a guy that jumps high. Like he's he no. Try- <laughs> yeah, you're right. You said Kevin Durant. Kevin, this. Th- how many people would you say over thirty five are still worth it all? LeBron, Kevin yep. Durant, yep. Steph Curry. There's not many, but those three, absolutely. And Taj absolutely. Gibson. Absolutely. And Taj Gibson. <laughs> that was courtesy of Ray. We'll finish it with your calls at 800-919-3776. I've got, I've, got, I've got some news for Bart about something that he – a franchise, not sports, but a movie franchise that he and I both love that is making a comeback. Hmm. We're going to talk about that. And more. And of course, tonight, football season starts. Are you really going to watch on Amazon? What are you going to do? K Show, of course, top of the hour. But first, Bart, please tell us about BetMGM. BetMGM, the, game, the king of sports books, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM reward points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Las Vegas, you can also convert those BetMGM points into MGM reward points that you can use towards shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resort properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM and GameSense reminds you to play responsibly and and offers resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for T's and C's. Must be 21 years or older to wager and physically present in New York only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as none, nine, withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, help is available. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Let's kick it, Bart Scott. We can. Yes, we can. What is one of our favorite movie franchises? Now, not, not Rocky, right? Because we all, you and I love Rocky. We're both diehard Rocky fans. So that, right. that, take, take that out of the equation. But there's, there's, there's some others that you and I reference a lot. Give me another that's, a, that's a trend. 
But Beverly Hills Cop, Axel there you Foley. Go. Stop, stop right there. So have you seen the trailer for Beverly Hills Cop Foe? Foe? Listen, I couldn't, I couldn't deal with the last one with the futuristic gun that was at the amusement park. Beverly Hills Cop 3 was trash. But not that good? Well, Beverly Hills Cop 4 will be out on Netflix mm. next summer. They put the trailer out. Everybody's back. The whole gang is back. So you're getting taggered. You're get, you they're know, still like, alive? Yeah, of course they're still alive. Taggart, no, I'm saying Taggart looked like he's a Taggart. thousand years old. When he well, was, yeah. Well, how old do you think Eddie Murphy is? Uh, 65, probably. He's got that good black skin, yeah. Well, yeah, 62. Had a lot he, of sex in his life, too. So he, He's a workaholic, by the way. Yeah, he has a couple islands in, in the Bahamas. He lives Does he Bahamas. really? Yeah, yeah, Candy Cane Lane is a Christmas movie that he has out now on Amazon. Yeah. That I haven't seen yet, but I know that I've seen. You know, like you know, so he, he's been busy. But you know, I, I only here's all I want. He's coming done. to Amer- coming yeah. to America, like number two. It was horrible. Trash. Not good. Not Trash. good. We waited. That, that we waited for that longer than, than than they waited for the Chronic two. I don't. I just. I don't want to mess it up. I don't want Beverly, Beverly Hills Cop, Cop four to was, suck. Beverly Hills Cop four was horrible, bro. He better be the chief three. of police. You saying three was yeah bad. three three was trash. No, he's he's not. You no, know, no. Kevin Bacon's in it. Uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt's in it. But they uh, all the other ones are back. So you get like I said, Judge Reinhold and and uh, and oh, John yeah, yeah. Ashton, is, who's is Balky, uh, Rosewood. Is Balky back? Yes, Bronson Pinchot is back with as Serge. I love Balky. Get the uh, out of here! Yeah, get yeah. out of here! <laughs> I make it myself with the lemon twist. It's good. You should try it. It's hilarious. <laughs> Um, uh, who, Paul Reiser, you remember that's his partner in Detroit who who's always like yeah, yeah, helping him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, around a little bit. Yeah, he's in, he's back as well. So you have all that going on. He also still has the uh, the Detroit Lions jacket, but it's a little more updated now with the updated logo. Um, logo. They did update the song too. Oh hell no! It's the same song. It's Axel F. But they've kind of modernized it a little bit. Mm. So I don't know about that. Obviously, already certain you know, things you don't that? touch. Certain yeah. things you don't touch, man. Like I can't believe he, the movies I, though. Like, he's done a Ta- ton of movies. It's Axel and Taggart. Only person who's probably done more movies than 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 than, than Eddie Murphy is Samuel Jackson, who just would do anything. Apparently, he has seventy-two actor credits. Yeah, that's a lot. Samuel Jackson, I guarantee you, is the only person that has more. Cause this dude would do anything. Snakes on the plane. Like, when you think about Eddie Murphy, he's only messed us up a couple times. Pluto, Pluto Nash, trash. The little Not thing when he, was, when he was walking around, like, in, in the um, I still think Dolomite thing. Is My Name was a really good movie that no What's one that? watched. Dolomite? Oh no! That, he did no, the that Dolomite movie, movie? Was amazing. He did it that. Got one that st- yeah, it, it did not get a great whatever. like. People that did movie, not rave about. I love that movie. That movie is about a real thing that happened. No, I know. Dolomite, that dude, that was real, that was amazing. So forget I, that. I Dolomite, that Dolomite was trill. Yeah, I thought that was good. You know, him as Donkey and Shrek is phenomenal. Yeah, like I, mean, I never get tired of that. Even even, even Doctor Doolittle. Yeah, Doctor Doolittle, those were good. Cute, like he he does a great cute movie, but like Pluto Nash. Come you didn't on, like bro. that. Yeah, you weren't feeling that one. That was equivalent to Will Smith doing the Wild Wild West. I was like, yo, bro. <laughs> I, I, I looked to my I looked to my nephew. If you were my nephew, I'll punch you in the face. Give my money back. <laughs> <laughs> you ask me to bring you this crap, give my money back. Or at least pay your half. Um, he was in Dreamgirls, right? He actually didn't yeah, get yeah. nominated for an Oscar for that. How so, many did Samuel Jackson do? I, I, hold on, I hold on, hold on. Can we go to the line? How, how much time we got? We don't have time. 
boy. Well, yeah, Jack. we do. Well, well, we do for this though. Jack in Jersey yeah, City. Jack, Jack, what's Jack? Name? Jack, explain yourself. Explain your damn self. What's up, dude? What what's up? Happening? Get hey, to it. We got one minute. Did you watch the trailer? Did you watch the trailer? Yes. No, I didn't. I didn't. They make, Is it bad? Know, they, they're making him like like Bruce Willis, and that's yes. like an action hero. Well, and he, I, I, but but he I was Jack. It. That in Beverly Hills Cop in the the original. The first two, I don't. I didn't see three, but the first two that it, it, it is an action kind of Bruce Willis character. What it is very is he much too like old. That. He too old to be. No, yes, he's si- well, that's the problem. No, is that what what is it believable? Saying, like, it's not believable now. Yeah, but you haven't seen it. Around, like, with, hold like, hold rocket, up, like, hold watch up. Watch the trailer, I mean, Jack. I mean, Jack, Tom Jack, Cruise is if, seventy years Jack, old Jack, and he's still doing be, it. To be honest, Jack. If if you talking about first of all Sylvester Stallone doing it in replacement players, we that's totally believable. <laughs> this dude like eighty seven years old, not, not replacement players. I mean the Expendables, the, but yes. then also Jack. If, if, they have the Expendables like twelve at this point, Bart. Yeah. Like they've made a million of those. I'm, I'm, like Schwarzenegger I'm just shows for, up. I'm auditioning for the next. You should. Second of all, if Queen Latifah has can beat it. Can play the equalizer. Oh, yeah. Her big ass jumping <laughs> off a damn third, three store building. She kicking dudes ass. Oh like, come God. on, I'm like really. Really? Yeah. You the secret All right, weapon that's and- it for the power hour served up by Grand Marnier. Visit grandmarnier.com to learn how to take your cocktails from the ordinary to extraordinary age. and live grand drink with style and always drink responsibly. Bart, I'll see you tomorrow. Uh-huh. Thanks for listening to the Bart and Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.